building that relationship. about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Hey, you know what? I knew you were going to ask me that question, but you know what? There's so there's actually so much going on. It seems like every single day we're cooking up something, Daryl. That things that are in motion right now are so exciting. I can't wait till we get all the details together to be able to share uh, what's coming up next. You're going to be so fired up, but I do have one detail of what's coming up next. And that is Victor Antonio is going to be joining us for a bonus session of the 2021 authentic oh. selling challenge. I can't wait to hang out with Victor. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> you know, and Victor will probably bring his virtual whiteboard, right? Uh, you know that's going to happen. Does. If you've ever seen Victor <laughs> on stage, it's marker in hand and a whiteboard. Totally yeah. hilarious. It's amazing. Now, I'm making the assumption that if you're listening to the Selling from the Heart <laughs> podcast, you're already registered for the 2021 Authentic Selling Challenge. If you're not yet registered, you can still get in. Just go to 2021authenticselling.com or text the word challenge to 21,000, you'll get registered. You'll actually get immediate access to all the videos of the 10 great days we had in January uh, with Mark Hunter, with Meredith Elliott Powell, with Dave Sanderson. It was just an amazing time. Uh, you'll get immediate access to that. And you'll also uh, be involved in our bonus session. Look for that coming up this week, this coming week on April 8th. And if you're listening to this after April 8th, Go to authentic, 2021authenticselling.com, register, and you'll get the recording. So uh, there's the, you just can't lose on this one. I can't wait to hang out with Victor Antonio. This is going to be a lot of fun. And by the way, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And as we get started today, Larry, just a huge shout out to our friends over at BombBomb. It, it's all about rehumanizing your business. And, you know, what better way if we look back at the course of events and so forth to really reach out and not only touch your clients in a different way, but communicate with them in a different way. You know, for so long, and Ethan Butte and Steve Passanelli talk about faceless communication a lot in rehumanize your business. Mm -hmm. What better way to bring yourself to life than through the power of video? Yeah. So we've got a quick message from our friends at Bomb Bomb, and then you are going to be so excited about the guest that we have today. Selling from the heart is all about getting back to the basics of selling relationships. You know, you hear these words, know, like, and trust so often that it's easy to just pass them off. But the truth is these words are deeply rooted in humanity and in the way our prospects and clients make decisions. But it's hard to build trust and likability when your communication is left to plain text-based emails and messages 
that are not only lacking your humanity, but they are lacking your single best sales asset, which is you. So what if you could put you and your humanity back at the center of your communication? Well, that's exactly what we do with BombBomb. Simple video messages from your computer or smartphone to help you build relationships faster, communicate with clarity and empathy, and get you face-to-face -face with your prospects and clients more often in the places you're already communicating with them. Email, text messages, your CRM, Slack, and even LinkedIn. All of this is available to you to try free for 14 days. Simply go to bombbomb.com forward slash heart. Sign up for a free trial and let us guide you to success with video and help you get back to selling from the heart. Fantastic. Thank you again to our friends at Bomb Bomb for being such great friends and partners of the Selling from the Heart podcast. Today is about high performance. And Larry, we have got... Oh. A uh, coach in the house today that is going to help us uh, <laughs> up our game when it comes to uh, performance. So why don't you in introduce our friend and let's dive in? Oh, I've been I've been looking forward to this conversation with with Marcus Ogden. But just a quick backstory: those who know me really well, I'm a sports geek and a sales nerd. <laughs> Daryl, you know it. And a lot of times we talk about you know that that professional athlete mindset in sales. In fact, I write about it in Selling from the Heart is, you know, there's a lot of sales professionals that want to be paid professional athletes money. But yet when it comes to practice planning and preparation, well, that leaves a little bit to be desired. So I know we're going to peel this back. I'm going to let Marcus share his story. But Marcus Ogden, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Thanks, Larry. How you doing? Daryl, nice to have, nice to have you. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, it's great to have you here. Now, Marcus, before we dive into this conversation, you know the question that every guest on Selling from the Heart answers, and that is, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? To me, selling from the heart is selling people what they need, not what you want them to buy. And along with that, it's really finding out at the core, what are the accomplishments people want, not just the goals. Jim Rohn had a great saying. Discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishments. So if I know your goals, that's fine and dandy, but what are you willing to do to accomplish those goals? That's what I need to know. If I know that, I can then design a customized plan, either through speaking, a workshop, consulting, group coaching, whatever the case may be, to help you get the accomplishments that you desire. Goals are what you want to get done, accomplishments of what you have already completed. Oh, there's so much gold to unpack in that. And, and there's one word that really sticks out, Marcus. Um, and it's in that Jim Rohn quote is around discipline. And I think that really sets us up for, I think, Daryl, a really great conversation. Mm -hmm. Because to me, if we cross over between the professional athlete and the sales professional, mm -hmm. that discipline word, or I'll just, I'll just enter in right before that or to the left of discipline, is self-discipline. And I think we just don't see that enough inside the sales world. Yeah, absolutely. Marcus, when it comes to discipline and all of that, I mean, obviously, from an athlete's perspective, discipline is is so critical uh, to success. 
how how does how did that look as an athlete and what are the parallels to a sales high performance sales professional that wants to up their game so discipline is what separates people that not just go to the NFL, but stay in the NFL. And that's the difference because, you know, getting to the NFL, that's phenomenal. You're drafted. Unless you're a first-round draft pick, you're not going to have the absolute, I'm guaranteed to make this club type of mentality because they don't want to have anyone there that's not disciplined to master and become the best version of themselves. When you get to the NFL – that's not your best game. Like, that was your best in college. That's not the best in the league. The best of the best is going to be you stay in the league 10, 12, 15 years and being a real staple piece on teams like a Tom Brady, like a Peyton Manning, you know, those type of players. Like back in the day, my brother or Ray Lewis. That is what discipline means. And being a sales individual, you have to bring the same thought process, the same structure, clarity, time management, impact, and meaning to your job that athletes bring to their field of play, gridiron, hardwood, diamond, whatever the case may be. But again, what you have to do is be focused and have the discipline to do what your competitors won't. Like me, I wake up every morning by 5 a.m. I'm at the gym every morning, no later than 5.30. I'm there working out, doing my lift, doing my push-ups, doing my core, doing my running, doing my, what I have to get done. Get home, get my day started. In our line of work, speaking, consulting, sales, if you don't look like you take care of yourself, Unfortunately, people are going to see you maybe it's not taking care of their personal business or their personal brand. So these are things that I do in my work today that I feel a lot of people who are in sales could up their game by becoming more disciplined, not just in your job, but what are the foundational parts of your job? What are the things that make you tick? What are the things that I tell you about all the time? What makes you different than somebody else? Right. We all know what you do. You're a salesperson. Great. We all know how you do it. You make phone calls, you network. Great. But what somebody is never going to know is why you do it, because that's an intangible asset. Unless I tell you, you're never going to know. The reason I started my craft as a speaker, coach, consultant, corporate trainer was to help NFL athletes not make my mistake. The minute I saw NFL athletes and everybody else in America and across the globe had problems with certain aspects of maintaining a better schedule, time management, efficiency, accomplishing goals, then I was able to transition from just wanting to help athletes to helping everybody else who also wanted to get better, but they may have the athletic background, but it doesn't really matter. They just want to get better at their job. And as a result of that, we've been very fortunate to have a very successful organization, has some great team members, and we're doing very well. Uh, it, it's so good in, in their, their gosh, wow. But I, as I was doing a big fan, Marcus, and, and that's how I found you, and we started connecting on social is based on your message. And, you know, the social platform has been wondrous for you because you've it's allowed yourself to get your message out there. And what I really admire is you talk about the three pillars. 
And the three pillars being, you know, ambition, drive, and hard work. For our listeners and the sales professionals and sales leaders out there, can you expand upon those three pillars and and why they've become the foundation of of what you do? Sure. So those three pillars make up the success cycle. Ambition is all about identifying your goals and how you're going to accomplish them. It's about creating your roadmap. It's about creating your vision. It's about creating the plan. I call it the strategic plan for what you want to have done. Everybody has to identify purpose in what they do. If you have no purpose, you're going to have no passion. No passion is going to equal very low output in whatever you do, whatever type of sales job you do, because people can tell if you really want to be there or you're just there to take their money. Huge difference. So ambition is all about setting your goals to become accomplishments. It's about having your blueprint and or roadmap to success. Drive is all about being inspired over motivated. Inspiration comes from breathing life into someone or something to help them accomplish their goals. Motivation is for the short term. External forces drive you money, fame, notoriety. When I started my construction company and had success, I became more motivated by just making money. I wanted to go get jobs. I wanted to go make a bunch of money. I cared about things that were not important. And because of that, I lost my business. When I started the speaking career in 2013, for two and a half years, gentlemen, not one paid speaking job, not one paying client, not one. Start September 2013, didn't get my first job until April 2016. I was a horrible salesman between 2013, September and April 2016. I was all about motivation, money. I was desperate. And that's what happens to people when you're selling. If you don't have enough marketing leads in your pipeline and you get on the phone with someone and you don't have a bunch of calls set up for the week or you don't have any type of structure or ambition for your life and how you're going to sell your product, you get on the phone with somebody, you become desperate. That's what happened to me when I had my business early in my career. Every time I talked to somebody, it was a desperate feeling. They could feel that and they passed. Mm -hmm. When I got my first job, learned the business, built up things, built a great team around me. Today, when I talk to people, there's no desperation. You want me to help you? Great. Does it work for you? No problem. Thank you for your time. I wish you the best of luck. And I have a pipeline. We market through social positioning or social media. We market networking calls. We market through referral calls. But again, that is where drive comes in. It's identifying your why and being inspired over motivated. Again, two and a half years, not one paid speaking job. I never gave up. Here I am today. And the last one's hard work. Focus on yourself and not competition. I feel if people could understand how to focus on what they need to have done, Instead of worrying about what other people are doing, they're going to have much more success in the long run. I love that. So, that, so much to unpack there. <laughs> I, I think um, you know it's it's interesting for the sales leaders um, listening in and and sales sales professionals as well. You know, we talk so much in sales about motivation, uh, but we maybe need to scrap that word and start using the word inspiration because at the end of the day. Um, especially for the high performance salespeople. I mean, at some point you're going to make, you know, enough money 
as a sales professional to where you're comfortable. Um, and at that point, I think is where a lot of people start to cruise. They get on cruise control. They get in, you know, a plateau and they get bored, disillusioned. And, uh, you know, how many sales professionals are listening in right now? They're just, you know, going through the motions versus motivation versus inspiration, which, uh, wow, totally different breathing life into it. I love that definition. How do you stay inspired? What, ins what what's your, what's your, um, practice for inspiration and what does that look like for you? I'm curious. So, so for me, inspiration is all about continuing to set goals and accomplish them after you accomplish a goal, right? So I set a goal, accomplish it, set a new goal, accomplish that, set a new goal. I'm always maintaining discipline in everything that I do. When I built Caden to be an eight figure a year business, I was making a lot of money. And what you just talked about, that's exactly what I was. And that's who I became. I became complacent. I became arrogant. I became ego driven because I allow all of the success I was having to predicate who I was and how I treated people. And that is a horrible way to be as a salesperson, because what happens is once you become mesmerized by your early success or your success at all, you start to believe that you are better than other people because you've had success or made a bunch of money or you've been able to travel here, travel there. That doesn't mean anything because in life, as you accomplish something, if you're not setting another bar, if you're not setting another destination, if you're not setting another targeted place to reach, you will eventually burn out. And that's what happened to me with Caden. I burnt out. I had an eight-figure-year business. I had just turned 30, and I felt like I was king of the world, and I stopped working. I stopped taking advice. I stopped listening to people. And mm -hmm. once that happened, one of my best employees had to tell me, Marcus, if we don't make a change, in six months, we're going to be bankrupt and closed door. I said, what are you talking about? We got this line of credit. We got all these jobs. Yeah, we're not doing the jobs now, but we'll get back to them. We're good. Don't worry about it, man. Just go home. Like, I didn't listen to him. He came in that following Monday, handed me his two-week resignation papers. Like he predicted, gentlemen, six months later, I'm bankrupt. Lost it all. Chapter seven, complete in full. Home foreclosed on. Both cars repossessed in the same day. $400 to my name when I got to Raleigh. That's it. So what you're talking about, I lived it in my early 30s. And today I'm 40. Never again will I get mesmerized by my early success and never again will I get complacent, arrogant, ego driven. I will always stay inspired by setting a goal, achieving that and making that an accomplishment, then setting a new goal. And to the day I'm gone, set a goal, make it an accomplishment, set a new goal, keep moving, keep repeating. That's my life today. I, I really, it, it, the word around, you know, mesmerize, it, it's, it's near and dear to me because, you know, growing up in the sales world, you know, forever and a day, I saw it, I lived through it as well. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, you know, you talk about, me, you use the word mesmerize success and complacency. And I'm a firm believer sometimes that success does lead to complacency, but we got to nip it in the, you know, what before it happens and it, and it goes back it goes back i think to two other words that are i know are near and dear to you and that's accountability and ownership and i think if we have that accountability and ownership for ourselves 
I think it could squash complacency. So let's let's dive into that real quick, Larry. So think about this way. Motivation, short-term, money, fame, notoriety, people loving you, shouting your name, saying you're great. Inspiration, you're doing things for other people's gain, other people's benefit. So motivation is more for you to do what you need to do for the short term. Inspiration is more about you doing what you need to do for others' long-term benefit. And there's the difference. And so accountability goes hand-in-hand with inspiration. Because if you are accountable to your client's success, that's what matters. I coach a lot of people. I have about 40 one-on-one coaching clients right now I talk to on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. And a lot of our clients renew because of this factor. If they need us or they need me and it's not their time of the week to talk to me, they still know they can get me like that. One of my clients, her grandmother passed away yesterday. Sweet young lady, great client. I messaged her, hey, if you need anything, I'm here. She said, Marcus, you're the first coach I've ever worked with that ever sent something to me when it wasn't our time to speak. And I said, well, I'm not just your coach. I'm your friend at the same time. I'm friends with all of my clients. Because at the end of the day, you don't do business who you don't like. So it's not the way it is. So when you're motivated, you don't care about building relationships because all you care about is the money, which is why for 30 straight months, I got no paid speaking jobs, no consulting clients, no sales, no coaching clients, nothing. Versus today, I'm inspired by other success. When my clients are winning, we're winning. One of our biggest clients has had massive success in the food product industry. When I started working with them, they had about, mm, I guess, 20% of the market share for ketchup. Now they have 35%. They are the fastest growing tomato company, three times their closest competitor. And again, we work with them Three groups, one hour a month per group. But if they have issues or problems, I'm talking to them every day if I have to, every week if I have to. It's not just do your job with a set time, that pop gone. That's where I feel I sales and even high performers. Like, well, I don't have time for you right now. Like, it's not our scheduled time or I'll get back to you later. The problem with that is you keep saying I'll get back to you later. You keep telling everybody that. You have a lot of calls to make down the line. What happens? Uh, I don't want to talk to anybody right now. I'll get around to it later. And then there could be no later. You might lose that business. I tell everybody always, always the same thing. When you're in sales, you better be a partner of your client, not just a vendor. If you're a partner with your client, you will always maintain a relationship. If you're just a vendor, so it comes on with a cheaper price and the product is pretty much the same, you're gone. Just the way it is. So in sales, be a partner, not just a vendor. Oh, so good. Love it. You know, um, just shifting gears a little bit as we wrap up, as an athlete, um, obviously you don't win every game. <laughs> there in there are some crushing losses that come along the way. Um, and the same things in sales. You don't win every deal. There are deals right. you pour your heart and your soul, especially in for our reps that are listening in that are in complex sales environments. You might have worked on a deal for six months, a year, and to lose um, can be pretty crushing. What, uh, as an athlete, what did you do after a game when it was a heartbreaking loss? 
So when you have a loss, you have to take a moment just to embrace and recognize that you put a lot of energy, a lot of effort, a lot of drive, a lot of time into something that didn't work out. All right. But that next day or the day after, get up, move on, go to the next play, go to the next potential client, go to the next part of the game. That's what happened to me when I was fired from two jobs in the same week. My fiance, who's now my wife, said, okay, Mark, you got one day to move on the couch, just one. Come tomorrow, you're going to get up, you're going to go out there, and you're going to figure out what needs to happen and get yourself into that right mindset to do something with your with your talents and your strengths. That's when I started doing my football coaching to kids. Then it became seven on seven. Then things were kind of slowing down. I took the custodian job for eight twenty-five an hour. Then I had my spoiled milk pivotal moment where somebody's trash and rotten meat and banana pills got with my bare skin, clothes, and body. And that was my wake-up call to say, I want to start speaking. I came home, wrote down my strengths, and I said, I'm going to be a speaker. Started my journey. Didn't start out easy. Didn't have a whole bunch of clients. Didn't have any jobs. I had nothing for two and a half years. But I kept going. So again, I faced a lot of defeat for 30 straight months. Told no on every job I went after. So it wasn't like I did a six-month thing and lost it. But when you get told no for 30 straight months, gentlemen, that is crushing blow after blow after blow. And that's why I just have to keep going and keep picking myself up, keep moving forward. And I tell all my clients right now, especially my clients in sales, you have to connect who you are today to that potential buyer or that potential client. And you need to connect with them and imagine you're here on one side, the client's on the other side. You got to build a bridge to get to them. And there's a special way to do it. And I tell my clients this all the time. When you build the foundation with those special three things, you can get to the other side. We have about an 85 to 87% close rate of business for people in the last nine months. Using these sales techniques and proven tactics we've worked through and studied for months and almost a year on end. But again, people sometimes focus on who they are and they want to talk about who they are, which is great, but the client may not want to hear that. So it's our so it's our job to figure out what does the client need to hear from us that's truthful what we can do to connect who we are today to that potential client. If we can build the bridge and go from our side and we can build to then get to their side, the chance of you getting that yes instead of a no goes way up. But again, if you're told no, which we all are going to be told no in business and in sales. Give yourself a little time, day, day and a half max. Pick up, move on, next play. Hey, Daryl, it's so good, Marcus. Thank you. It reminds me of Andrea Waltz and her book, Go for No, because yeah. in sales, we're going to get told no more often than we're going to be told yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, no doubt. Uh-huh. Just get used to it. Yes, yeah, it, 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 it's a numbers game. You know, it really is. <laughs> but, you know, the, the way so I tell people, you're going to be told no less. If you know who you're talking to and what type of buyer are there, are they? Yes. There's two types yeah. of buyers and you have to know who you're talking to. What side of the fence is that buyer on side A or side B? Are they sales and marketing type of people 
or the operational type people. That's the A and B. There's traits for the A that will help you connect with sales and marketing type people. There's traits for side B that help you connect with operational type people. That's what we've been working on and have been studying and have been continuously cultivating for the last several, you know, for the last several months a year. And because of that, we've had great success with our brand and we help our clients who need to get their sales improved or tactics to elevate to the next level. We help them in that same way. Fantastic. Marcus, thank you so much for sharing time with us today. Thank you for your inspiration. Um, And we'll put uh, links to follow you in the show notes and all of that. You want to guarantee our listeners are going to want to stay in contact uh, with you and all that you're doing. Um, just once again, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks yeah, for thank being you. an inspiration. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate, really appreciate it. On. Great guys. Thanks a lot. I appreciate yeah, it. Gentlemen. Take awesome. care of yourself. Awesome. Larry, well, what no, an incredible so conversation today and as so many fantastic takeaways. But I'll, I will say the one thing that, that has stuck out to me is looking at the difference between motivation and inspiration. And, you know, sales, we talk about motivation all the time. We dangle, you know, prizes, commission checks, watches, all those things, uh, steak knives, whatever in front of, <laughs> in front of our sales teams. Uh, but the real question is, what, what is what's inspiring to you? What's your why? That's where selling from the heart comes from. And uh, I thought that was such a beautiful and powerful expression of the heart behind selling from the heart. Yeah. And, you know, and Marcus talked about the foundation and, and I would just encourage us, right. And the question I'd, I'd ask everybody is what's your foundation? Mm-hmm. You know, Marcus talked about the three pillars around ambition, drive and hard work. Now, what are your three pillars that make up the core foundation of who you are? That, that'd be our challenge here this right. week as uh, you know, grab a sheet of paper and a pen you know, listen to this and re-listen to it again and then think through this. What are the three pillars of the mm-hmm. core foundation of who I am? That's fantastic. I think that is a very practical challenge for all of us this week. And I just want to give a huge shout out once again to our friends at Bomb Bomb. Don't forget to join us on April 8th, Victor Antonio at the 2021 Authentic Selling Challenge. Go to 2021authenticselling.com to register if you haven't done so already or text the word challenge to 21,000. And until next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, build the pillars on top of your foundation. And most of all, thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.